Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. So happy to be here with you today. The music in the background is from our good friend, Mr. Torn Wells. His album is called Citizen of Heaven. Make sure you grab the copy. It is a really good listen right now for all of us. Hey, I bet your life is weird. My life is weird, too. What strange days we are living in, friends. As you may know from Instagram and from other social media, I am quarantined at my house and have been here for a little over a week. As a friend of mine tested positive for coronavirus, and I was with her right before she tested positive, and all of us that were with her were all quarantined by the health department to our homes. And so that is where I am, and it has been all the emotions, just all sorts of emotions. And I don't have any good answers for you, friends. All I can promise you is we're still here. I'll still be here. I'm sure you've uh, seen that we also have episodes every day, and we promise that we'll continue at least until this Friday with me and our friend Eddie Koffeltz, who's been on the show a bunch, doing special 30-minute quarantine episodes every morning. Hope you are enjoying those. And truly, the only hope I know and the only thing we can tie ourselves to now is Jesus. And I'm thankful today for our guest, Lisa Whittle. She is one of my favorite teachers, just an excellent, excellent writer. And she has her own podcast called Jesus Over Everything that I absolutely love. Her new book is also called Jesus Over Everything. And obviously we recorded this conversation before the coronavirus was such a pandemic. But I think this conversation, because this is how God works in our favor, this conversation will still speak to you right where we are today. So enjoy this conversation with Lisa Whittle. Think about this for a minute with me out loud in front of all these people. I wonder, sometimes when things like this happen, and you know I'm a huge fan of Sabbath. Yes. Sometimes when things like this happen, I wonder if we rested hmm. as a world, if we actually obeyed God as a world, would things like this have less impact? Boy, that's a good question. I, might, I, I don't know the answer. Right, right. Oh, man. And I don't either. I don't either, by the way. But I do think things like this do cause us to pause. And most, I don't know if most is, most, I think, of our problems in life are we don't pause. Yes. We don't pause. We're in frenzy. We're distracted. And we don't pause. And I do believe that causes so many of our problems. Mm -hmm. So we don't pause to rest. We don't pause to consider. We don't pause to get still. We don't pause for silence. We don't pause for any of those things. Yes. Then we just continue just racing and going. And and, um, yeah, listen, I believe all of that is a a tactic of the enemy. I 100% believe that. Yeah. So I think it's just been interesting. Our friends listening know that I'm a huge fan of Sabbath and of resting and and fitting that into your week. And I've just been like, I just wonder if this is a world without rest. Mm. If if a world without rest is a world that can't get healthy. Yeah, boy, that is a, um, I think this is a good moment to ask that very question. Yeah. I'm not the boss of anything, but I'm like, let's, let's all stop for three days. <laughs> yeah. I'm not the boss, but we need you to wash hands and stop. I don't know the universities need to cancel yeah. for the rest of the year, uh, but uh, I think maybe if we all stopped. <laughs> Right. It's been an interesting thing here in Nashville because there, when the tornado went through, I mean, it went 50 miles without Mm. lifting up. I mean, just absolute destruction. That's crazy. It's unbelievable. I mean, it's unbelievable. Because that doesn't typically happen. Like it usually touches down right. And I mean, it bings. Right. And then, yeah. So 50 miles is a lot. That's a lot of ground to cover. And it just kind of. It's the grace of God. It happened at night Mm. because schools were just flattened. I Mm. mean, literally, you just look at pictures of schools, Lisa, and you're like, 
there would not have been a solution. Wow. There would have been no protection. So it was the grace of God, but it stopped our city for a week. Yeah. You know, because everybody, and the same thing happened a decade ago when we had the flood, the city stops mm. and everybody jumps in and you just go like, okay, we, when you say I can't stop, right? you're wrong. Yes. You're actually wrong. Yes. And life sometimes makes you prove that. Yes. Right. It, just like me with the flu. I, I, I didn't have a week right. to do nothing. Absolutely not. I, your calendar would have said, Annie cannot be sick. Yeah, Annie can get the flu in July. Right. <laughs> so if you could schedule that correctly, doesn't matter. Yeah. Doesn't matter. So How true. do you, when you're traveling this much, mm-hmm. your daughter is sick at home. Yes. You you have a book to launch. Yeah. You have, how are you even comprehending rest? What does rest look like? It, it doesn't look like getting to sleep late. Yeah. No, that's a great question. I do. I think the older that I get, the more I realize rest for me is really allowing my body to boss me. And I I, mm. I really mean that, Annie. Like, I used to ignore my body so hard. Yes. Like, I really was, I, I've abused my body a lot of my life and um, haven't treated my body nicely at all. And, Can you talk about what that looks like? Oh, it looks like. Is it food or oh, is it exercise? It. Yes. Or is it, okay. Yes. Okay. Yes to all of and it. And sleep and. All yeah. of it. Okay. Not caring about sleep uh, or not honoring sleep, food, exercise, over-exercising, starving myself in college. I mean, so many ways to keep my body impossibly small. I think my body has been the thing that I've maybe abused the most in my life. Girl, me too. And it's painful to think about that because mm-hmm. I'm and literally it makes me want to cry because I think like this is the only one I've got and I'm I'm honored that I still have it yeah. especially as much as I've abused it yeah. um, and so I think as I get older I think when my body tells me I've had enough like I've had enough even as even something like I've had enough sitting, Lisa, like you, you've, right. you've because I sit for a living, you know, Me whether too. it be writing, yep. podcasting, you understand whatever the case may be. Lisa, I've had enough sitting. I need you to get up like I've started listening when the le- when my legs start to ache. Mm. And part of it is, Annie, I wish I was I wish I could say it's just because I'm so intuitive with my body. But it's really more like part of it is, is. I think sometimes my body's, it scared me. Like, I don't want to get, you know, pulmonary embolism or I don't want to. And I I sometimes think that things that we do, it's okay if they start for even a bad reason or not even the most spiritual of reasons. Right. Because God can still work with that. Mm -hmm. And so I think we wait for like, you know, to be just all go and all there and all bought into rest and all that before we do it. And it's like, no, man, just like, just take that first tiny little step or just, uh, you know, listen to your body that first little time or whatever. I I just think we make too many rules for ourselves. Yeah. So I've just started listening better, I guess. I heard someone recently say your body always tells the truth. Mm. And if we would choose to believe it, like, oh, I'm, I'm tired. I need to figure this out. Yeah. But how do you figure it out? You don't get to stop. No, you don't. And and I will tell you this. I think there are some times where you it I believe and you may disagree, it's totally fine. We'll still be friends. Well, for sure. Still Dear be friends. everyone, watch us maybe disagree <laughs> and still like each other. That we, is possible. We can one million percent do that. I believe that, you know, there are seasons 
And I think they need to be short-lived. But I think there are seasons that you do have to somewhat keep going. Yes. and That's, that's what Jess Connolly would say. And that's okay. Yeah. I agree. Um, and I just think that they just can't last super long, and you have to do things along the way yeah. a, a, the best you can and a little bit differently. Yes. Right? So, you know, you make concessions where you can. You make adjustments where you can. And I think we get so rigid and we think like, oh, I can't do this or whatever. And most things now, this is a part of an eight personality too, yeah. if you want to go Enneagram with it. It can be done. Like, it's always like, I always think like, no, that can be done, Lisa. Yeah. You can shift that a little bit. But I think we need a little bit more of that attitude. Yeah, I agree. You know, my, I'm a, I'm a hard seven, but my wing is an eight. Yeah. I can, you know, birds need both wings, but I wing harder toward an eight than a six. And so I have that in me too. Yeah. Of oh, of course I can do. Like you, when we walked in, you were like, "You're tired. You yes. just got off the bus yesterday." I'm like, "Right, I'll get to rest in two days." <laughs> yes. So, but I, I just don't having, get a choice. Yes, and I think having that like two day, it, two days are coming. Yes. Like short of going to heaven, which will be rest. Yes. Like, well, hey, listen, if we're taking it, it's, right. it's okay. That's right. But like, yes, looking ahead. And I yeah. do that too. Like I'm like, this weekend, I'm going to do this and it's going to feel great. Yeah. And I look to that. So teach us how to balance being right here today and longing for the weekend. Well, you frightened me when you said the word teach us how to balance or the words. I was like, oh, dear. Teach us how, Lisa Whittle. <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, did I write a book on balance? Because I feel I did not. Um, yeah. I feel I did not write a book on this. And therefore. <laughs> I feel that it's for a different show. <laughs> yeah. The the balance. I don't, man, I don't even have an answer for that. To be That's hard, right? Yeah, I think it is. Because we have to be here. Mm-hmm. But we have to. Because we can't live for the weekend. No. Or live for the summer. Absolutely a thing not. I used to do when I was traveling much more than I do now is go, okay, when you get to December, you're done. Yes. And then and then okay, when you get to May, you're done. Mm-hmm. And I and it's like, well, gracious, it's March. I've got to get there. Yes. Like I've got I to get I can't just live for May. Yeah. I can't live for August when my the month I used to take off. Now I'm this year I'm taking July off for a big chunk of it. But yeah. I don't I can't live for July. No. I have no, to that's good. do this. How that's do we true. how do we balance those two? Yeah, no. I think you can't like you can't run full tilt and then and then be like, but I'll be able to crash in three months. Like yeah. you honestly might not make it there, right? That's right. Like yeah. I don't know, or I'll speak for me. I might not Same. get there if I whatever. So I do think there is a balance. I will say I do think there is a balance of going, okay, this this is coming. This month or whatever, I'm going to take off. That's coming. Yeah. Like, and looking to it. But also, you do have to have things along the way. Like, I don't think we can just run ourselves in the ground along the way. I've tried that. I've honestly tried that. Oh, I know. Um, Because I'm high functioning, high capacity. Like, I can do a lot of things. But there is no, listen, no one gets a medal for, like, you know, running themselves in the ground. That's right. Not one person. That's right. And um, there is just not an award for that. So I do think along the way, okay, practically, if we want to get practical, which I know is, is what we need here, I do think we have to, you have to look at your calendar and say, all right, I'm going to carve out maybe every third day, I'm going to carve out at least, you know, a half a day for whatever makes you refuel or rest or whatever. Or you've got to shut things down at a certain time of day every day. And I do that. Like, I don't work 24-7. Sure. But I will say there were a couple weeks in there, like even the end of January, beginning of February, when I was 
really trying to prepare for this whole book thing and launching a thing called Called Creatives, that I was working all the time and, yes. you know, till eight at night, nine at night on the weekend. And my husband looked at me and he's like, you going to you going to go to bed or are you going to, oh. you know, and we've been married 24 years. So it's not like he's, he knows like bossing me is not great. So, <laughs> yeah. So he phrases it as a question. Right, he's like yeah, Jeopardy. Right. Are you considering <laughs> yeah, exactly. going to bed? Handling her tenderly. With yeah, this, yeah, yeah, yeah. With this suggestion, non-suggestion. But What yeah. Enneagram type does he identify he's as? He's a seven. A set. Oh, yeah. Eights and sevens together. It's an interesting it's world. great combo. It's an interesting world. We are, mm-hmm. yeah, we are a, we're a fun situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, I mean, I, I just think it's important for people to hear that even in your busiest season, if you just stop from 8 to 10 p.m. It's or true. if you just still manage to get sleep. I mean, there something I say a lot in our job here, and this is not true for everyone, but in my job, literally nothing's an emergency. Mm. Nothing. Nothing. This That's is not so a hospital. Yeah. This is not a church. This is not, and I mean, there are a lot of job fire department. I'm none of the things. Yes. I'm not a first responder. <laughs> and so if things, if, if an emergency happens in someone on my staff's family or if speaking of. That is so on brand I for know. what you just said. <laughs> ambulance goes by. We're close to a hospital. Okay. And if we don't, if we ignore it, people listening will hear an ambulance and people have DM'd me and been like, I pulled over. Because I thought it was behind oh, me and it was on the recording. That's so. fantastic. That shows you the quality the of the quality this of the recording studio. Situation. That's right. <laughs> but I just think that you need to identify what is an emergency and what is a must do. Yeah. And let everything else go. Because the truth is, if by some insane chance we missed a day of a podcast on a Monday or Thursday, not an emergency. We'll fix it as quick as we can. Not an emergency. That's so good. That's a good word for me. You, there, the, the last time I was on your show, and then this time, you always say at least one thing that I walk <laughs> away from. That seriously, that's like a major nugget for me. Well, I'm here for you to remind you, you that we so don't have, we are not first responders. <laughs> our jobs are not emergencies. We do not have to put our boots by the car. My so. husband will love that you just drop that bit of wisdom into my heart. <laughs> Because, but, but explain explain why things feel emergency to you. They feel emergency to me too. It's not a feeling. Trust oh. me, my feelings believe that things are very important. I think because I just I just generally roll through life with a lot of passion. Yeah. So for me, Annie, I like I feel intense about most everything. Yeah. I intensely love you. I intensely and fiercely will fight anyone for you. Yeah. Um, and I just intensely feel like things matter. Yes. I don't disagree with you. So I also think it's super important to put things in categories. Yeah. So I appreciate that because I do think there are times I have to take a step back and say, look, uh, this the, this show did not download, because I have a podcast as well, this, this show did not download properly or whatever the case may be or, you know, I... Whatever I wish went well, because sometimes I can yeah. get extremely perfectionistic about things. Oh, well. listen, yes. I know. So I think it's real good. Yeah, I'm going to use that. This is there's no emergency. I mean, here. I have to tell myself yes. just to be clear. It's not <laughs> like a. Doesn't that feel good? I yeah. have to be like, yo, this is not an emergency, Annie. Yeah, you can. You're fine. And I balance that with my team and I looking at January, February, March of this year and going, this is a lot of hard work in a short amount of time. Mm. This is going to feel a lot. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. Fine. We yeah. still will work hard. We'll still rest when we can. Mm-hmm. We still, I mean, I, we got off the bus between the two weeks of the Love Better tour. And like my last conversation with everybody as we were leaving Houston was like, 
we've got 48 hours in Nashville. How are you resting? Mm. Like that matters to me as much as are you doing your job on a Thursday night? Because otherwise we burn out. We're watching it everywhere. Yeah. Right. You've experienced it in 15 different places of your life of people burning out. Yeah. How do we protect from that? Even as a mom, how do you protect from burnout when you've got to keep people alive all the time? I don't have to keep anybody alive. Yeah. I mean, I think in some ways it's easier when, when you're a mom or, you know, in my situation when I'm married, because I do think my husband and people around me that are in, that are living with me uh-huh. do help keep me accountable. Oh, interesting. So that is easier for me in some regards. I've never thought about that. Yes. And so they can all tell us our job's oh, not an emergency. Well, yes. And they can all <laughs> tell if I'm literally on the edge of burnout, uh-huh, like uh-huh. they'll be like, okay, you're you are getting angry about something that is so weird mom or you know what I mean like that's so not you like you don't because after all this time because my kids are older yeah they know my older teen like they're are they in the 20s uh, girl I got one getting ready to graduate from college oh that's brilliant yeah so like they they tell me my stuff right so they so they'll be like mom they know me at this point. They know my rhythms. And so they know the things that generally I'm going to be set off by or not. Yeah. So if I'm set off by something weird, they're like, okay, you, mom, what's going on? Yeah. Or whatever the case yeah. may be. You know, and they know that I'm. So now I'm, it's hard to tell me things because I, you know, that is my personality, which is not a great quality, clearly. But I will listen, especially with my husband. It's harder for him to say to, to me, I think you're getting burnt out, yeah. right? But I, I, the longer that I've been married, the older I get, the less I have a chip on my shoulder. Mm. And I think I'm willing to receive that yeah. because I know that they mean well and they love me. And I feel safe. Annie, most of my life, most of my life, I think the reasons why I haven't wanted to receive someone saying something like that to me is because I did not feel safe. Mm. And I think after all this time, this makes me sad in a way to say, like, after 24 years of marriage, I finally feel safe. Or, you know, but I think uh, because of, you know, I, I have some trust issues from growing up in the church and having, you know, people that I thought I felt safe with that loved my family then leave us. And, you know, I'm a, I'm, I'm kind of a complicated soul. Mm -hmm. So I think when you feel safe and you know that someone is for you, you can receive them saying you're, you're getting too close to burnout. Mm. Yes. And you can hear it. Yeah. I think this morning when I left my house, I was like, this place is a mess. You did not even put the cat back on the peanut butter. Like, <laughs> this place is a disaster. I've also been on the road, blah, blah, all the things. But I, my, one of my thoughts was, well, it, I was said to the Lord, I was like, I think I look forward to getting married. For I think here's another reason I look forward to getting married, that, that someone else will see this hmm. and hold me to better than this. Yeah. And it, not that my husband needs to be my housekeeper. No, I but get it. No. When two of us are sharing a space, right? Like I have he a roommate notice. that comes that's with me sometimes. She's in and out of town, and doesn't live here, but she has to be here for long stints. And yeah. so when she's here, she stays at my house. When she's there, I am neater. Yeah, and it's cleaner. Yes. And so I'm like, oh, I, there's a burnout version of that, and a peace version of that and a rest version of that and a clean up your stuff version of that yes. and to do your laundry version of that yeah. and to change the towels version of that yeah. that that seems like uh, will be a benefit in getting married. Mm. Right. And also uh, one, one thing I love is I feel like 
you've probably worked out so much of your junk. Oh, here's to hoping. My gracious. <laughs> because my poor husband has had to work out junk with me yeah, all these years. Yeah. Like, I feel like you've already probably worked out so much of your junk that you're going to be like the best version of Annie. Yeah. I am the best version of Annie I've right? ever been. So I think that that could be true. A thing that we talk about a lot with get you either get married. Young, if you choose to get married or want to get married. Right. And you get to get married. You get married young, and y'all grow up together. Yes. And so the challenges are... Lots. You grow up together. <laughs> Lots right. of challenges. But you are in sync from the beginning. Yes. The challenges of getting married after you've grown up is you're healthier people, but you have two very independent lives you have That's, to sew together. Yeah, I could see it. And so there's blessing in both, because you're right. He's not going to deal with some of my stuff that I had at 21. Yeah. But I am a very independent Annie. Yeah. And I even have to have conversations with someone I'm dating about, like, I'm too independent. Like, right. this is a thing we have to work on. Right, right. Because I don't, I take care of me. Yeah. So. Yeah, that is too, you're right. There would be, there's two sides of this. How old were y'all when y'all got married? 23. Yeah. Babies. I know. N- now, it, but at the time, you didn't feel like a baby at the time, did didn't you? didn't feel like a baby. I felt like, oh, am I ever going to get married? You know, the, yes. the, the dumbest thing in the world. Because, well, I don't know. I felt that at 23. Well, and I, I remember because my mom got married at 20. Yeah. So I thought, I'm three oh, years yeah. post, you know. <laughs> I'm oh, late. I'm screwed. I'm you know late. what I mean? Whatever. Yeah. Right. So I, I, yeah, I think... Yeah, it's crazy town. I feel like, oh my gosh, it's a miracle we're we're still married. What are you saying to your kids about picking spouses? This is weird, Annie, because I I've, I cannot believe I'm to the point where I'm thinking about. Yeah, because if you have a college graduate, that's one and, year less than when you got married. And he's and he has a serious girlfriend. They in love for the first time, so, like literally the yeah. first girlfriend he's really ever had. Yeah, I we have. I feel like when you get to this point. Now, some people have different, obviously have different kids situations. But for us, I feel like when you get to this point, what I'm realizing with my kids is they they aren't, you've kind of already have had to have a lot of these conversations. Mm. They're not as open at 22 for me and and his dad to start saying, hey, these are the things you need to be looking for. Like, we already need to have been planning these seats. Brilliant. So when does I, that start? Uh, well, I would say, that's what I'm saying. So I would like to speak to people who are, like, starting their kids yeah. and all these things. I think this is a this is an ongoing conversation that you have, and it doesn't need to be these are the things you look for in your spouse. It needs to be, this is the person you need to be. Oh, preach that. Let's go. That's this right. is the person you need to be. Because it honestly, Annie, everything flows from there. Because if they are the people they need to be, they will look for the uh-huh. person that honestly is going to be well suited for them yeah. and is going to be a great partner and all the things. Like I really do think it flows from who they are. So not to say we've never had conversations of like, look for this kind of person. But the thing is, I don't know who they're going to fall in love with. And I don't know, you know, their attraction is their attraction and all these kinds of things. So I I do think qualities we can talk about, but these are the same kind of qualities I want for them in picking friends. Right. And just picking general people to be with in their life. Yes. And I will tell you that one of the things that I am the most proud of in, in raising kids are my kids have always picked amazing friends of different races, of different, you know, backgrounds, like economically, like they just like 
people they like. Yeah. And they're generally amazing people. Yeah. Like, and I call them all my babies. Like, yeah. they come over and, like, these are my babies. And, and I just love them. I mean, they are just, they're always the, honestly, they're the kids that usually never, don't start drama. Especially with my girl. Yeah. They're the kids that are that are not superficial. They're the kids that have the great parents. I'm not kidding you. They have my kids have great radar for picking. Which just gets you excited. It does. Right. And so it's it's really has translated. So I don't know. I mean, I just think at this point at twenty two, like if you're starting conversations about yeah. who should you pick, you're probably late. Right. But yeah, you're late, but also go ahead. But go but but do it anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah. So the, so if you haven't, like it's never it. too late for anything. Like, you know, you know me, I'm all like it, it can be done. That's right. But I mean, I would say But you're twelve year old. Yes. I mean, just generally pick people that are good. Yes. Pick people. Hey, friends, just interrupting this conversation to tell you about some of our partners that are making today's show possible. First up, I am so thankful to be partnering with IJM this week here on That Sounds Fun, as well as on the TSF Quarantine Show. These last few weeks have been chaotic and probably will continue to be, but at IJM, they work in chaotic and difficult situations every day. And through the chaos, we've learned that stories of hope are what carry us forward. So at IJM, it's a special privilege and responsibility in this time to be sharing their brightest stories of hope with the world to remind us all that on the other side of tragedy, there is hope. This week's story is from South Asia, where a young mother, her husband, and daughter were trapped in slavery, and they've been tricked into slavery through a fake loan, and they came to call the man who enslaved them the beast. He controlled every aspect of their lives, day after day, week after week, and they were even forced to sleep on the ground like animals. But one day, the mom realized she was pregnant, and she knew she needed a way out for her family. But there was no possibility to earn their freedom. But thankfully, IJM's team heard about the slavery in the facility and came to investigate. Because of the mother's boldness and desperation, she was the one who rallied the men and women at the facility to speak up and tell the truth. And that day, her and her family and 12 others were rescued and set free. She was taken to the hospital for care, and she had not felt her baby move. Y'all, she had not felt her baby move in over six months. But after a blood transfusion and treatment, she felt her baby kick in her stomach again, and hope was alive in her. Soon afterwards, a beautiful, healthy baby boy was born, who she named Bablu. And Bablu celebrated a birthday recently. So this week at IJM, they're sharing his story with you. So if you go to IJM.org slash hope with us, you can see a video of Bablu's birthday celebration. And there is nothing more hopeful than watching Bablu shove birthday cake in his mouth while his big sister giggles. It's so cute. Share the video with your friends and your community. People really need stories of hope right now. So go watch and share at IJM.org slash hope with us. Today's show is also brought to you by our friends over at Third Love. You guys, even last week on the Love Better Tour, people were coming up to me and showing me just whispering to me, showing me the little strap of their bra saying, I've got my third love bra on. (laughs) I totally loved it. I love that you guys love the products and the organizations and the people we get to talk about here. That matters so much to me. And y'all know Third Love, they do bras differently. They believe that every woman deserves to feel comfortable and confident every day. And with the right kind of support, they help her do this. Their bras are designed to fit you, not the other way around. Designed with measurements from millions of women, the bra styles are made to fit your life. And they have over 80 bra sizes, but they know that the only one that matters is yours. 
Y'all know how you figure out which one's right for you. You head over to their website and take the Fit Finder quiz. Answer a few simple questions to find your perfect fit in just 60 seconds. With over 15 million women having already taken the quiz to date, it is actually fun and takes less than a minute to complete, and it really helps you know what you need. Not only is it important to identify size, but you need to identify shape, and they'll help you find styles that fit your body. Third Love knows that there is a perfect bra for every one of my gal friends out there. So right now they're offering you guys 15% off your first order. So go to thirdlove.com slash sounds fun right now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first order. That's thirdlove.com slash sounds fun for 15% off today. And now back to the show. Okay, so when you're talking about church and Jesus with your kids, mm-hmm. I mean, your podcast, Jesus Over Everything, yeah. your book, Jesus Over Everything, yeah. how do you teach that to kids in a way that makes them want to be in relationship with him rather and than want annoying. to be in the church? Yeah, rather, because Jesus Over Everything, if my mom would have said that to me, to be mm-hmm. honest, yeah. I'd have been like, Mom, don't, I, I know. Yeah. That's what I would have said. I know, Jesus yes. Over Everything, but I love my friends, yes. and I want to go to this thing, and da, da, da. So how do you teach Jesus Over Everything? To kids. That is such a great question, Annie. I'm so glad you asked it because one of my greatest fears has been, and I I had a conversation with my oldest when I think he was about a sophomore in high school. I said, my greatest fear is that you will not know how amazing God is because you are around so much God. Oh, that's amazing. I mean, like it gives me chills right now. I really like that is my greatest, been my greatest fear for my kids. Yeah. I don't think... Like, should that stop me from talking about Jesus over everything? No. No. But I, here's what I'll tell you. I don't have a lot of, like, author conversations at home. <laughs> right. Like, right. Honestly, they don't want that from me. Yeah. I never say to my kids, like, gosh, I'd really hope you read a chapter in this book. No. Right now. Honestly, and, and I will tell you this, there were things that I wrote in this book that, I one, I didn't want to write. Yeah. And two, I had to sit down with my kids and we'd never had conversations about. No. Mm-hmm. Because it wasn't like I was ever trying to hide anything from my kids, but it like never came up. So I never really talked wow. about some of my wild college days. Right. You don't really want to sit and chat with your kids about that. And not because I'm not honest, but because it's just it's uncomfortable. And so I just didn't really want to do it. So there were some things we had to chat about. But that's not your question. Your question. No, is, I, that's good. Yeah. But, but your question being, how do you do it? I don't I don't really know. Um, that's the answer to most of I your questions. It. I don't no. really know. All, all I can tell you is my biggest prayer and hope with having the kids was that my husband and I would be real in front of them at all yeah. times. Yeah. Because I grew up in a house where my dad was the pastor and I loved him more than anything. And he would preach down the house on Sundays and he was an amazing he orator. Was good. And he, yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. I mean, I just can't even exp- express. But when he would... But coming home, we didn't pray together, and we didn't we didn't do that. And I, my little girl heart longed for that. Mm. And like that's even hard for me to say because I feel in some way betrayal of yeah. this man that I love so much. You know, and I wrote I wrote parts of that in the book, but it's the reality is true. And so I didn't want to have that again. I didn't want to be author Lisa Whittle that at home was not. Jesus loving Lisa Whittle. Mm. So 
That's am I am I perfect? Yes. One million percent yes. No. <laughs> she is. Plot twist. Plot twist. Um, one million percent no. And right. and and boy, I mean, my kids have seen all my flaws. Trust me. But I and I say in the dedication to them, even like or in the thanks, like I hope that you can say of me that I did love Jesus more than anything because yeah. I do. Yeah, I do. But I also have had to draw the line with like events and say, I'm going to like even this happened even last week. I said, I, I know I've contract with you, contracted with you guys and I love you, but my daughter has a Sadie's dance and I'm going to have to do something I've never done. And I'm going to ask you to make make an exception here. And I'm even willing to take less money and whatever, because I got to get home. And mm. I want her so to So like know, instead of teaching Friday night, Saturday morning, Saturday night, you need to leave after Saturday that's morning right. or something like that's that. That's exactly okay. what happened. Yeah. And I just say that because I do think that if I preach Jesus over everything, but I don't show my daughter mm. that I that I love her, that I that this is important. Yeah. And and people have different trains of thought about this. That's right. I still put Jesus first. I do. But and I've missed things. I have. But I just, there are senses that the Holy Spirit gives you when it's yeah. time to, to practice this message at home. Yes. So I don't know, Annie, that's just the, I just do the best I can. Talk a little bit about, and you do a really great job. I Thank do you. want you to hear me say, one of the things I love about your show and I love about your writing is that I believe you, but I don't believe that you, I don't read your stuff or listen to you and think she has it all figured out. I just think she just loves Jesus the most mm. and she's figuring it out. Um I something I love us talking about, especially with women like you and I who get to travel and speak at events a lot. And I don't want to put us out of jobs because I love my job. Yeah. Same. But talk a little bit. What that does is open it up Saturday night for someone in there in the local community. Yes. Talk about women having events or men having events and who they could bring in that lives in their zip code. It's exactly what happened. That's really? exactly what happened last week. Oh, I love it. So I was supposed to be the closer. Yeah. And they had someone else that was we we had to swap. And um and it was I literally looked at the coordinator and I looked at the woman who swapped with me and I said, You're supposed to close. Yes. Like I know and understand the tone of a closer. So like, you know, in speaking world, the closer is the one who really, you know, it's it's usually someone they've brought in. It's usually someone uh -huh. who can bring the whole thing together. It, you you leave with this punch or whatever the case right. may be. It's fine. It's the headliner. But the reality is is Man, there are a lot of amazing and powerful and anointed, gift, gifted communicators of the gospel and of, of messages right there. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I mean, it, it's it's not like God says, okay, o only capable people live in this zip code. <laughs> right. I'm sorry. Or, right. or only capable people have to be flown in. And yeah. again, I agree with you. I, I want people to still book us. Yes. HireLisaWhittle.com. Hire yeah, that's right. us. <laughs> but, but also use your people. Yes. Use your, use your phones. Yes. Don't sleep on somebody that's right there, right there. In your church. Or and, in, and we wouldn't have gotten to start. No. If our local expression that of church wouldn't have. That is so yeah. right. And Annie, I know this has happened to you because this has happened to me. I have had more women in particular. I'm sure it's happened with, with men as well. But I've had more women come up to me and say, I am in 
mourning because my church doesn't recognize me yeah. or my gifts. Yeah. Like they just don't. Yeah. They don't know what to do with me. They 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 don't ask me to help. They don't ask me to do anything. And I, I get it. Like there's I'm sure there's two sides to that. I'm sure yes. there's some things that can be done on both ends. But Yes, hire us. Yes. But also I just give feel, a session to the woman yes, that's already gifted in your crowd. I really truly feel like sometimes churches especially overlook Folks that are sitting there, yeah, and can be used to MC or yes. do a session or lead worship or you know, you know, have a great you know video company that can be used or yeah. whatever the case may be. Like, let's just make sure we've used all our resources right yeah. at our hands. You know who does this beautifully? We've both been to this conference. Is the She Is Conference in oh, Indiana? Yes. It's like Kim, yeah, Kim Massingale. She is so gifted. Mm. People should be bringing her in to speak. Also, she hosts a conference, brings a couple of us in, and then has local people doing all sorts of pieces, the teaching, the worship, the hosting. And so then you go like this. To me, it's the best of both worlds. Yes. It's the best of both worlds when you're letting your people that are training up in your church body or in your community have a literal spot on the docket. Yes. And then those of us who have books that you've loved or that you want to bring in, we're very available. We love yes. to travel. It's what we do. Yes, and I think we should we should come in and put the the the, the punctuation mark. That's right. Tie the bow on it on what everybody there is doing. We're coming yeah. in to like add that and go. Yes, we're yeah. with you. And yes, and this message is resonating. And right. we're representing maybe a larger pool to say this is what everybody's saying. And yes. we're with you. And you know whatever. We're just we're just in there to come and and, yeah. and uplift. Yeah. yeah. I often it, the, that conversation that the woman has with you of. I would love to do that. She often is the one who's driving me from point A to point B. Yeah, I'm like, we should switch. <laughs> Let me drive, and you get up. You know, like they, yeah. they, it's beautiful because. And, and I always say to those women who are selling the snacks, mm. but have the gift to teach, or are uh, driving us, but are can write their own songs. Mm. I'm like, you're doing the David work. That's You're so out good. in the field. The Lord's going to, this is going to work out for you. Yes. I don't know what it's going to look like. And also the win is not traveling. It's not the win. You're not trying, like, it feels like the hierarchy looks like the more you travel, the more, yes, the bigger deal you are. Yes. Man, there are, when we get to heaven, mm. the ones celebrated are the 90 year old women who taught a Bible study it's in so their true. local church for 13 women for 40 years. I still think about this woman named Jan. I, I remember I was at this event and it was in a very small, it was in Michigan. I remember it was, it was in a very small situation. I spoke on a Sunday morning. A and, small situation. Yeah. Well, I don't really know how else to say it. Thank you. Um, it was a small situation. It was a, a small church in Michigan. Yeah. I was speaking on a Sunday morning and there was this woman named Jan. I think she was, I, I want to say she was 65. She told me her age and I've forgotten. It's been several years. And she was had this red hair. She was a spitfire. And she's up there playing the bass. Yeah. And I'm telling you, Annie, I was like, I want to be Jan. Yeah. She was fit. And, and she, but the way she was playing the bass, yeah. that's what it was. It was like she's up there and she is playing the bass with all of her heart. And, I, yeah. and, and she's done this at this church yeah. for like 40 years. Yes. And I'm like, Jan is owning that stage. Yeah. Jan is fire up there. And I'm just like, she's inspiring. Yeah. Me. Like after that, I could preach anything. That's right. Yeah. I mean, Jesus over everything to me is Jesus over the comfort of getting to stay home mm. and Jesus over the celeb status you think you'll get if you travel. Oh. He's over both of those. Yeah. But traveling is great. Traveling is great. It totally is great. But it also is 
you know, it's not where it is. Yeah. Cause it's, cause if that's where it is, if, if traveling was where it is, to be honest with you, when I'm rolling a suitcase in the room by myself, when I am, you know, getting on the airplane, cause honestly, Annie, I'm not even, I'm an introvert one. Yeah. I am. You're an introvert at eight. I'm an, that is, Woo, is that a girl, weird combo? I don't know. It feels hard. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm so glad you understand me. Yeah. It is hard. And, I mean, I don't even, I, I love my people more than anything. So to me, like leaving is hard. For the first uh, probably five years of speaking, I would cry every time before I left. Mm. And I would literally say to my husband, I don't want to go. Yeah. That was my every night routine before I would leave. Like the, the night before routine, I would, and he would, you know, he would tolerate it, but it got on his nerves after a while. He's like, because he's a seven. So he's like, well, I want to go. I'll go. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's exactly <laughs> Let me right. go, that's you know. Right. So it's, yeah, I, I, the, whatever it is. To me, Jesus over everything is whatever it is for you. Yeah. That is not your comfortable place or your natural place or your desirous place. Whatever it is, it it is that. But it, it's also, you know, even... Forget the whole uh, sacrificial part of it. Jesus over everything is Jesus covering everything. Mm -hmm. It's like, Mm -hmm. I think I want people not to miss that because it's the beautiful covering. It's Psalm 91.1, you know, he who dwells in the shelter of the most high will find rest in the shadow of the almighty. Like, I, I don't. I think I mixed that verse up, but you know what I mean. Shelter shadow, but you might be inverted there. But the point being, listen, remember that this is a covering. Remember that Jesus over everything, not only is that covering the government, the universe, the the protection of this world, like he's in charge and he's not going anywhere. That's right. But like it certainly includes you and it, Mm -hmm. it certainly includes your desires, your hopes, your dreams, your wants, your fears. Mm-hmm. Jesus over everything is that. So it's a, it's a double-sided message of, yes, sacrificial on our part, yeah. but also it is the way life works. That's the whole thing. Yeah. And, and here's the thing. The, the reason I would even bother writing this book, because it, the reality of it is I'm at the point in my life where I'm – really evaluating everything. I'm evaluating yeses and nos. I'm evaluating. I always ask myself about value. Worth to me is different than value. Worth is everything is worth it in the sense of everyone is worth it because Jesus decided that a long time ago. Like, so I take the worth conversation off the table. Like, let's just assume that everybody is worth investing in. I believe everyone is worth it. But value to me is different. Value is where is this the greatest uh, use of my time, gifts, and talents for the kingdom of God? Man, we should ask that every day. Yes. No matter what our job is, no matter right. stay home, go to work. Is, yeah, is we should this, be asking this every is day. Is this because value is different, and and God's given us a brain and discernment to be able to decide that. Yes. So for me, that's what I'm in the process of always doing. So book writing to me, I mean, this being my seventh book, I'm like, do I want to do this anymore? Does this have great kingdom value? If yeah. it doesn't, I'm willing to scrap it. Yeah. I don't need to write another book. Like, I really, honestly, don't. My life is full. I like it, and I if. If it has value, yes, I will. But if not, no. So before I even would write this, Jesus over everything, because uh-huh. we could all write about a different message, whatever, I why this one? I'm like, well, I am interested in what makes life work for us. because Not because I want us to be more selfish than we already are, uh-huh. but because I really want us to get on with our life. 
and I really want us to have our life be used. And I am tired of seeing us be halfway in and halfway usable. And so to me, I look at us and our lives are complicated and we all have that same cry and complaint. My life is complicated. My life is so complicated. So I'm like, Okay, well, how can I... That's funny because we all feel like we're the only one. Right. I feel like when you say that, I'm like a little embarrassed of like, oh, yeah, everybody's life is complicated. I mean, but it is. Like everyone would say, like not everyone might use the word, you know, hard or or great or whatever but i would we almost would all say, say we would all say our life is complicated yeah. in some way yeah and so it's embarrassing yeah <laughs> because i thought i was the only one <laughs> did you really well i mean i just thought i don't know that everyone would say that but well, everyone says that i think they do i yeah. think they all we all think in some You're way right. and so for, just a monster for me i feel like <laughs> just a monster i feel like that we can't be promised a trouble-free life because John 16, 33 uh, says right. in this world there will be trouble. That's not an if statement. Right. That's a win statement. So we know that there won't be trouble-free. But I do think life can be less complicated. Yeah. And so for me, I'm like, I feel like though I am not good at a lot of things, one thing I'm really good at that the Lord has gifted me with is being able to take things, boil them down, bottom line them and say, yep. how can we do this And in our everyday lives, because one of the things I always ask myself, Annie, when I write is, does, can this apply to everyone? Because if this, if this marginalizes anyone, this message, then I can't write it. Wow. Because it annoys me when a message is from an angle of someone who, of someone who doesn't, can't speak to everyone. Now, look, I'm not trying to say that everyone and I are all coming from the same place. I cannot take away my own circumstance. That's right. I can't say, I can't speak to a single person because I'm married. So I'm not going to try to say, I understand that your single life when I'm married with children and have been for 24 years. But I don't settle for that. I say at the core, we have more, way more things in common than our roles. That's right. So I'm like, when I look to this message of Jesus over everything, I'm like, how can I, how can our lives be less complicated in a way that relates to everybody? Whether you've come from this place or that place, or you look this way or that way, or you wear that role or that role. And so for me, um, I have to have two things. One can, can everybody relate to, uh, can it is it biblical? Is it biblical? Because if yeah. it's if it can't be biblically proven, then I can't write. I it. can't do it. That's right. That's right. If the if the actual word of God doesn't hold up our story, doesn't drive I don't the want message. To tell the story. Yeah. You know, to me, if it doesn't drive the message, I can't do That's it. That's right. Yeah. How is the book different than your podcast? What do y'all? Because on your podcast, yeah. you talk about so the, on your podcast, you're more guest centric. Yes, though we do. So we do twice a week. So one day is guest. Tuesdays are guest. That's right. That's right. Thursdays are a short Devo and they're always under 10 minutes. Okay. So it's really just, um, and I talk about whatever I want. Yeah. It's it's usually like we just finished a series called Phrases Christians Love. So it's like all the things like when one door opens, another one closes, or one door closes, another one opens. So, uh, you know, that's, it's different in that way. The book was born out of the phrase idea of the podcast, Jesus Over Everything. But the only th- real thread, Annie, I would say, is the phrase itself. Yeah. And the one thing I say when I close the show is Jesus is over everything and may he be over everything we do here. Yeah. Um, and so that's important to me because I want him to be over everything on the show. He's also, of course, the 
he is the star of the book. Yeah. And the other thing is, I ask the same question. You know, you've been on my show. Yep. It's the last question I ask every guest. What's the last thing you'd say about Jesus if you could only say one more thing? Yeah. And to me, that whole bottom line thing really did drive sort of the message of the yeah. book. Um, it's just the way I roll anyway. How do you take everything you learn about writing and podcasting and turn that into the thing you and Allie are creating? Mm, called Creatives? Yes. You know, it's been a, such a journey, and I've done so many things the hard way. I think, you know, it, it really is taking our sort of our combined experience, which she and I come from two very different worlds. Yeah, no kidding. She comes from a business background, Allie Worthington. I come from the church background. So it's been an interesting mix, and yeah. it's good, because I think people do get such a good full picture of what this is. And when I say this, I'm talking about speaking, writing. It's really anybody who feels this sort of call to speak or write. But what I also love about Annie is we have this whole network on Mighty Networks that is has different subgroups. So we have women in vocational ministry, oh, which wow. is huge, yeah. podcasters, and then entrepreneurs, which, yeah. you know, we've got photographers in there and women who have a sign business or whatever the case may be. And they're talking to each other, asking each other questions, you know, yeah. hey, what equipment do you use for podcasting yeah. or whatever? And it is so helpful because, one, I certainly don't know everything. Right. And uh, there's a lot of really resourceful, amazing women out there. So you want to talk about utilizing each other. Yeah. Um, we also have a n- non-comparison policy. So, really? Oh, abs- one million percent. Yeah. Um, there is no comparison. There is nothing but cheering. And so it really is going beyond this sort of mantra of better together, which I think we all believe. But yeah. we're like, are we going to do it? Because I told you off air, I'm terrified of partnerships. Yeah. I mean, it's just the way I roll. It's trust issues. I, right. I'm terrified. Right. So to this is the first time in all of my ministry I've ever partnered with anybody. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think it was time. And yeah. I think it's we're either I'm either going to talk about better together or I'm going to do it. Yeah. Um, and I felt like it was time to do it. So I think I've just taken to your question. I think I've just taken everything that I have learned the hard way the 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 no's the many no's I've gotten and yep. boy I've gotten a lot of no's same same and uh, the many ways that I've pushed through and um, kept going because I think the thing that I'm the most grateful for in all of my ministry life is that I've just persevered yeah I've kept going I'm still here that's right that's and right. I have friends that aren't you know and and that's no mark on them it's just to say I'm a quitter by nature. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So the fact that I'm still rolling mm-hmm. and feel better about where mm-hmm. I am now than ever, like, that's the Lord. Yeah. You know? I just love, it feels like Beth Moore led us in this, Lisa Turkers led us in this, yeah. she speaks, that called creatives, hope writers, it's like our generation's turn to train the next generation. Yeah. And to go, okay, if there was one of me, mm-hmm. could there be 10 of you? Yes. If there could, could we multiply our impact by investing in the next generation? And can I save you a little bit of time? Oh my gosh. Can I save you time and can I save you troubles? Right. Because, because we need people now. Yeah. Like we just need people. We, there's an urgency. There's yeah. an urgency for really astute, responsible, healthy, yes. healthy 
women out there that are really doing it. And, and you don't mean just in what size clothes they wear. You mean emotional, oh no. spiritual. I don't care what size clothes they That's wear. Right. I, I really, do. I, I care that that we are doing our work to be yes, healthy. I do too. But I, I don't mean, care what size clothes you wear. But I care that you're right. treating yourself well. Yeah. If you're going to try to do this for the long haul. Yeah. No. No. I agree. I was just thinking to myself, we can be healthy in a little bit bigger size. That, which girl, you agree. I, you and yes. I, you know, we, yes. you and I are so on the sync with that. But yes, I do mean emotionally healthy more than anything else. And right. that's one of the, I mean, honestly, that is one of the things in, in Jesus over everything that I really, well, I talk about my shopping fast in chapter one, as you yeah. know. And one of the things I've said is like, we have Marie condoed our closets. We have really, we've done a lot on the outside to, you know, streamline our calendars, come up with things to try to make ourselves healthy. Right. We, it is time to do the work internally. Mm-hmm. Like it's time to do the work. And yeah. I think we are, but I want us to do it even more. And yep. I, I do mean that if we're going to, I do feel very committed to that with Call Creatives. Uh, Allie and I both do because we want healthy people out there, not perfect. Because if right. perfection was the thing, then you, uh, you and I wouldn't be doing we it. We wouldn't get to do it. So I really do want healthy folks out there. And so yeah. we spend time talking about, like, you know, things of the heart and the heart matter. We do a lot of training. We do a lot of nuts and bolts. Yeah. Do not get me wrong, because Allie is, she is all business in many yeah. ways. Yeah. And I'm pragmatist central. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to tell you the the tea, and I'm going to give you That's the right. steps. That's right. right. But you do that with the heart. You combine those two things you got some power that's and right. Holy Spirit stuff. You're 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 on fire out there. That's right. So that's what we we try to do. And I had the greatest, greatest endorsement this past weekend. I was speaking at an event. I had I think there were like four or five called creatives in the audience. Oh my gosh, it was so fun. You know how when meet meetups yes, are with your yes, podcast listeners, yes. oh, it's so fun. So anyway, they they were we we did picture and did fun and stuff. And this woman came up to me and she said, "I am 57 years old." And I have been wanting and trying to speak and write forever. And it is the first time I have ever found out what my unique message is. Oh, my God. Through called creatives. Oh, I love it. She said, I finally know what my unique message is. She said, I didn't, I've just been trying to, you know, I've had so many things happen in my life. She's fostered and adopted and had, yeah. you know, just so many twists and turns in her journey. Yeah. She said, I finally know what my unique message is. Man, that is just incredible. Isn't that neat? That's an unbelievable endorsement. Oh, I, was so, I was so excited. Yeah, because it's, it's just not too late. No. You're not too young. You're not too old. Oh, no. And the fact that we could help her uncover that. Yes. Like, that made me feel like, wow. I mean, this is so powerful. And it's all, and of course, you know, it's all over the internet. It's all video. It's, I think, I mean, and I know you probably think about this with your podcast. I think about this all the time when I'm interviewing people and doing the podcast. I think, what an amazing, what amazing tools yes. that the Lord has given us now to yes. reach people in other parts of the world. Like this is, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And I just think that, uh, wow. I mean, yes. we can, we can gripe about the internet and I do trust sure. me same, like, same. Uh, mad all the yep. time about everything yep. and the, the stupidity, yep. but it's, I love it mm-hmm. because it does connection. And it helps all these people who want to, you know, when you think about called creatives, when you think about hope writers, when you think about she speaks, you go like, I'm hosting a conference in my hometown. Yeah. Maybe I'll look there and see if there's anybody that's a called creative that's oh, in my town. We just had it. This girl posted a picture in the Mighty Networks yesterday and she said, I love this and I'm learning so much. But my favorite thing is, look, I just met my friend in California for coffee that we yeah. met through the yes. Mighty Networks. And I'm like, and we've only been going since the end of January. I'm like, yeah. this girl just met a friend. Right. Like, that's I, awesome. I'm happy. I like, I've always liked to be a matchmaker. Yeah, girl. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Prove it. <laughs> hey, two people that I've set up have been married, but yes, whatever. that's I awesome. Mean, yeah. I mean, Kelly Stamps gets the win. I know. I, I can't compete with that. What, but she I'm had just, like 18 couples I, through I don't Kelly's know, single day. But she's got to feel good that's about impressive. this. I know. And babies need to be named <laughs> after ba- her. Right? They I mean, have to be. They have to be. Hey, is there anything we didn't talk about that you want to talk about? Yes. Okay. One thing. Last time I was on your show, you got me an assistant. Do you realize this? I remember where yes. I said to everybody, because <laughs> you didn't have any help. And he finally helped me grow up. Is it so much up. better? No, oh, my life is a different life mm-hmm. because of Annie. <laughs> I <laughs> know, because you. of your employee. Well, I know, yeah. but sometimes it just takes a while. So. Do you need anybody else? Uh, yeah. actually, Is it time to hire yeah, again? I, I actually, I could hire again. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Get, you better get a job description up there because people will be emailing you. you. I got what do you more need? people. Oh, I just need, I need more admin need help. Person. Yeah. yeah. We've got, we're just at the point where we've got more, we need to have more help. Based in Charlotte? They don't have to be based in Charlotte, but I wouldn't. But okay, I'll tell you, a must will be probably will be the same time zone because yeah. we've had some time zone issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Anyway, but I, I mean, I had people come up to me at, at church. They'd slip me their phone number. I mean, emails galore. I'm like, okay, Annie, You're like, quit sliding into my <laughs> I life. I appreciate this, but now I've got to vet 200 people. Yeah, yeah, we're about to do it again, except yeah. East Coast only. I know East Coast only are welcome to the new admin and hey, job. Charlotte people definitely hit me up because yeah. it would be helpful to have. I've got some moving parts that I really could use some hands on. I'm telling you, you I have loved everyone who's worked for me. We've, I have been blessed beyond measure, but having people in the office is, I mean, that we get here every day and there's a handful of us that are working every day is such a gift. Yeah. So it's been amazing. Okay. The last question we always ask because the show is called, that sounds fun. Tell me what you're doing for fun. Nothing right now. Yeah, I'm doing absolutely not one thing just for kidding, fun. Just what are you doing um, for fun? What am I doing for fun? Oh my gosh, this is so bad, Annie. I should have remembered that you were going to ask me this question, and I should have been prepared. Now I'm taxing my brain. What do we do for fun? Honestly, the thing that we, oh no, there is. I have something fun. Great. We are building a house. Oh wow, that's awesome. That's fun, right? Yeah, I think so. I've never done it, but I've heard it. Well, it's high stress it, and high good time. I was going to say it's going to be. This is going to be life. It's going to be fun and awful at the same yeah, time. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. No, but it is going to be fun because I will tell you, we've had this land for. We've had the land we're building on. We've had it for 15 years. It was this. This is going to speak a word to somebody who yeah. thinks it's, it's over. It was almost in foreclosure. We, it was in litigation. We thought it was over, oh and it was a big fat mess. Yeah. We finally we tried to sell it. We'd yeah. never sell anyway. Almost literally a ten year journey. We've owned it for fifteen, but a ten year journey of being in the legal system, wow. and we finally settled on it this year. So never give up. That's amazing. Yeah, and so the other thing, good thing is we are downscaling. So we're building a much smaller house than what we had. Yeah, because I didn't want to clean it anymore. Yes, and I told the guy, I said, I want nothing. Like he's like, we could put some like railing here and so. I said, no, I want nothing. I have to have to dust wipe. He said, so basically, <laughs> you just want walls. I said, walls. That's it. Give me walls. Walls and nothing. <laughs> like, all right. He's like, okay, this is the most boring house ever. Whatever. Yeah. So that's fun. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. That's a great answer. Yeah. Thank you for the work you do. I think the world of you. I love you, friend. I love you too. Oh, friends, don't you just love her so much? Oh, my gracious. I'm so thankful for Lisa Whittle and just the way she loves Jesus over everything. I mean, she proves it with her life. Those are my favorite kind of friends to have, my favorite kind of people to bring to you, and the people whose work. I trust the most. And and so I think you're really going to love Lisa's book, Jesus Over Everything. Make sure you grab a copy of that and check out her podcast and give her a follow. Tell her thanks for being on the show today.
If you need anything else from me, I'm embarrassingly easy to find. I mean, at this point, I haven't left my house in 10 days, so you know how to find me. And I'm on the internet mm, constantly. So (laughs) I'm Annie F. Downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places you may need me. That's how you can find me. And make sure you check out our TSF Quarantine episodes with Eddie Koffoltz. We are having just a technically too much fun. It has been such a gift. We love getting to do that show and partner with IJM to tell some more hero stories this week as well. And I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out or stay home and do something that sounds fun to you and I will do the same. And we'll see you back here on Thursday. Y'all have a great week. Take care of each other. Wash your hands. See you Thursday. 